This is ESPN Radio. What's good with you on this Tuesday morning? You got Freddie Coleman and Jay Williams together, a.k.a. Hot Sauce and Jay Weezy on ESPN Radio. Hot Sauce, Freddie! Series X Channel 80 and ESPNU presented by Progressive Insurance. Brother Jay, what's going on, my man? Good Tuesday to you, my friend. What's good, Freddie? Everything what's good? is good. How's the weekend? Even though we have not seen each other since before the weekend, what was going on? Let man, I, you know, it, it's uh, it's so good, Freddie. I feel like I'm out in these streets all the time now. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> oh, out here. I'm big. seeing people. Okay. Like, I, I met with a senator yesterday about NIL and about different nice. policies that are coming up. We're talking what? about that. Yeah, I that know. happened. You want to name names of the senator? No, 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 no. Okay, not yet. Good. Not yet. It depends Pre- upon what he's going to give me, Freddie. You know, you got to protect your sources. It's a long like play, it. Freddie. It's a long play. Yeah, playing a long game. I like um, it. I like exactly. It. And then um, I went to the NBA PA last night. All right. And I saw the premiere of Underrated. Ooh. And I saw Steph. Okay. Um, yo, I, I gotta tell you, I was I was blown away. Like, you know, A twenty four, they did a hell of a job with the production of it, partnering with the NBA PA. Uh, but just listening to Steph talk about his journey, getting a chance to watch him and his kids, how he went back to school, you know, obviously playing at Davidson, the journey through the league. Um mm-hmm. Okay. It's just one of those things that it makes you feel like you can do anything, right? You ever you meet certain people in life, Freddie, where you're just like, ah, yeah. damn, like nobody. I mean, shout out to my boy Seth Greenberg on College Game Day. They gave him a little bit of a plug. They didn't say his name, but it was part of the underrated story considering that his dad got his jersey retired at Virginia Tech and that they kind of, you know, and Seth was real about it, right? Like at the time, you're looking at this scrawny little kid coming from Charlotte and you're saying, I don't know if we really see it. And then Bob McCullough Made decided to take a chance yeah, on him. Absolutely. And uh, how about this? His first game against Eastern Michigan, he had like 13 turnovers. I mean, was horrible. And they literally went through the clip where they were talking about, well, we're still going to start him in game two. And then literally uh, at Michigan, dude dropped 30-plus in his second college game. Mm-hmm. And then this whole narrative, I remember I was on air talking about the babyface assassin and how this whole thing started, obviously 2008 and that tournament run, it just, it popped off. So to see that journey, him going back to school, setting that example for his kids in school, uh, it was just really cool to see, spend some time with him. It was just, uh, to see what he's accomplished, man. Look, he he's he's starting to enter that GOAT conversation for me. Oh, no but, doubt. Because when I look at him, Freddie, and I see somebody that's my height, mm-hmm. 6'2", and you're just seeing him do it against Giants, to see him with all the championships, to see him really pioneer and change the geometry of the game of basketball. Right. I just got nothing but praise and love for Steph, man. Shout out to Steph. Yeah, and by the uh, there are plenty of people who win at life, and Steph Curry is definitely one of them. There's no doubt about that as far as that goes. I'm not talking about basketball life. I'm talking about life in general, and that makes him not just relatable but identifiable. The problem with Steph Curry is – He's ruined basketball for a lot of people because you see him do, they think, I can do that. I see a guy six foot three in the land of Giants, like you said, man, if he can make it look that easy, surely I can do it in a playground. Not many dudes have gotten their feelings hurt thinking they could go out there and be Steph Curry on a playground because they don't realize the journey includes work. They don't realize that if you're going to find the pot at the end of that rainbow, that before you get all that gold, there's a lot of muck and mire that you have to go through, that you have to deal with to get to that point. Steph Curry is no different than any other great athlete, but because he's doing it in a place where the average person looks in the NBA, in NBA parlance terms, the average player looks bigger, stronger, and thicker than him. He makes it seem as if, okay, if Steph can do it in the NBA, 
I can do it when I play in the backyard against my dad. Or I can do it against my boys in the park. Then you get out there and you don't realize exactly how hard he makes the e- how easy he makes the hard look when it comes to Steph Curry. And Freddie, like the hand eye coordination is just off the charts. I mean, just go to this past weekend. Go out to Lake Tahoe Absolutely. where he won the championship, right? Yep. And watching that tournament, watching this guy get a hole in one, watching him literally sink a putt that's like, I don't know, 20 feet away. And he, he, he does the same thing he did while he shoots the three-point shot. I know. He hits the putt, and he starts walking away and not paying attention to the damn putt. The putt goes in, and he's just – it's who he is, man. Yeah. It's that whole energy around it. So it, it's like, you know, watching all that stuff, it, it, it's yeah. so cool to play. As I got my golf attire on, because today okay, I'm playing right. golf with Saquon Barkley at, uh-huh. his, uh, at his golf event. And we're going to have some real conversations, Freddie. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's popped off yeah. over the last 48 hours. No doubt about that. Bob, you can join the chat anytime you want to be a part of what we're doing here on ESPN Radio with Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, because Saquon Barkley put out on Twitter at Saquon, it is what it is. Deadline comes and goes yesterday at 4 o'clock Eastern time. Saquon Barkley and New York Giants do not come to an agreement on a long-term deal. So now – Two questions. Hold on, Freddie. Before before you get into the questions, I want to crowdsource this. Okay, so Freddie, right. say that number again for people to call in. Join the chat at triple eight. Say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Okay, so I'm going to be with Saquon today, pretty much the entire day playing golf in the cart with him. Please call in and send us questions. Yeah, there you go. That you want Absolutely. me to ask Saquon, obviously about the future of his career playing for the Giants, whatever it is, is he going to play mm-hmm. in the opening game against the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, there's a lot to dive into here, Fred, yeah. but I want to know what people, what the people have to say about yeah. it. Yeah, if you had a chance to be in Jay Williams' spot, because Jay Will's going to be there at Saquon Barkley's golf tournament. You're in the golf cart with Saquon Barkley. You could ask him any question. What would that question be? Let us know at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776, because I know if I'm in that situation, Jay Will, and I'm in a golf cart with him, the first question I'm asking him is, with all that has gone on, is this it for you in a Giants uniform mm. once 2023 oh. is said and done? That would be the question I would ask him first. Freddie, I can't. I, because first I didn't off, say you. That's, I know, that's but, where I come no, from. I know, but I, I want to, Freddie, but September 10th is my damn birthday. I, I, <laughs> and that's when, that's when the Giants play the Cowboys, uh-huh. and it's at home. Like, I want to be there. Absolutely. I want to see my guy, Saquon. Give the business to the Cowboys, right? I know Tony Pollard signed his tender. Great, because he coming off injury, I see it. But I'm I'm sitting there saying, Joe Shane, Brian Dable, we can't come up a couple of million dollars to pay this guy what his worth is. We we can't do that right now for this caliber of a quarterback, a dual back who catches the ball out of the backfield, as talented as he is. Not at that position, boss. Not Look, at that position. Christian McCaffrey. I get it. I like, hear you. I, 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 I get the durability question, but damn. I mean, and I know what we signed Daniel Jones for, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, isn't this man the heart and the soul of your team? But obviously, people around the marketplace are looking at running backs saying they're depreciating assets, which is just crazy to think of considering how far we come. But it just feels like the NFL thinks that they are replaceable. Here's why. Because the NFL looks at the running back position with all the wear and tear, and they do not want to make a long-term investment when it comes to the running back position, no matter how talented you are, you could be Derrick Henry, you could be Saquon Barkley, you can be Josh Jacobs. The NFL and the the perception that's become reality, Jay, for NFL running backs now, they're getting treated like the state fair. When the state fair is there for two weeks, then it closes up shop and goes to another state. 
That's how they're treating running backs in the National Football League. They're like, look, you are a disposable position. Never mind the fact that how many times do they tell us, if you're going to succeed in the NFL, you got to be able to stop the run. you got to be able to run the football. And look at Daniel Jones' numbers last year. When he had a running back rushing for less than 100 yards, the Giants were 5-7-1. and one. His completion percentage was 65%, 10 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, mm-hmm. passer rating 86.6. When they ran for more than 100 yards, they were 5-0. and oh. His completion percentage was 72.4%. They were 7-1 and one in terms of touchdown-interception ratio, and his passing rating was 113.8. But go out there and ball out the running back position in modern football and see where it gets you. You get treated like you are a state fair by the NFL ownership and the NFL general managers. After about a couple of years, they just want to move on to someone else. And that's where running backs are. Whether you're Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, even Derrick Henry, he knows uh, his time's going to be limited in Tennessee because they have told us this is the marketplace that does not exist the way the running backs believe it should exist for their position, what they do. Just call me a wide out then. <laughs> call me a wide receiver. <laughs> like, stop labeling me as a running back. Because I would say I'm a, mo- I'm a multi-purpose tool, right? I mean, for certain backs, Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. Like, these are multi-purpose backs. Like, they do the dirty work. They, you know, are taking over 400 runs. You know, it's not, I, it, it, at the end of the day, Freddie, this frustrates me. I heard Austin Eckler talk about this over the weekend. And he's yeah. sitting there saying, okay, well, the Chargers have allowed me to test the marketplace. So, what they're telling me, though, is that in order for a team to trade for me, right. that my value is very, very high because they need a certain amount of picks in order to recognize my value. So they're telling me that on one end. On the other end, to my face, they're saying, no, 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 no. Your value is this. We're lowballing you. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, wait a second. The market is telling me that my value is high, but you're, it's almost like Daryl Morey and James Harden, right? There's unrealistic expectations. Sure for what you need in exchange for my services, right, for what my fair market value is. But then you're telling me to my face, hey, we're actually going to get you at this price point. So essentially, Austin Eckler is in purgatory. Like, There's nothing he can do about it other than say, you know what, I'll play this one year, and then I want to be a free agent. But still the marketplace is still sour and damp mm-hmm. on running backs. Yep. So it just feels like these guys are stuck, and I don't know what else they can do to get out of harm's way. We're going to dive into that. We're going to get your questions. That if you had a chance to be where Jay Will is going to be on later on today, he's going to be in Saquon Barkley's golf tournament, the outstanding running back for the New York Giants. If you're in that golf cart next to Saquon Barkley, what question would you ask him? We take your questions to hear what you have to say at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll also dive into the fact that the NFL has told us, you and every running back, they don't want to pay those guys. Is there anything they can do about that? He's Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us this morning on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is ESPN Radio. Oh, you're making a change. There no. Uh-huh. No. Yes. Get him, Alan. Get him, Mr. Smorgasbord. He's Jay Williams. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series so Freddie. Channel 80, ESPN, you and ESPN, too. Thursday night, the Blur uh-huh. Tour, baby. I'm going. I'm surprised. Barclays, that, let's go. I, I put it this way. I'm surprised that it took you this long, 15 minutes into the show, to put that out there. I know you're going to be there. I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff going on, man. I know. Childish Gambino, there's some beef going on. I, I don't know. I'm just here for. I'm just that's here not, to watch. That, that's not a I'm beef. I'm just here to watch. That's faux beef. Come that, on now. Guys it, beefing in this day and age, nobody really wants to lay hands on each other. That's just a faux beef. Come I on. You, you, know, got, you, know, you know that. Got you know my that boy more. Ebro here on New York stations, radio stations going at Drake. I mean, it's a lot of stuff popping off. Yeah. But I'm here for all yeah. the pettiness. Yeah. I'm here for all of it. Put it this way. Pettiness, I don't mind anybody being a petty LaBelle. When it comes to stuff like that, you know, I'm an agent of chaos. If you're going to be a petty LaBelle, you know, I'll, I'll lean in as far as that goes. But we know when the rubber hits the road, nobody's doing anything to anybody when it's all said and done. There's too much money at stake for those kind of things to happen, which brings us to Saquon Barkley. Mm. A lot of money at stake, but the NFL does not want his kind, meaning running backs, to get that kind of money. We're going to get into what's next for running backs, but we want to know your questions. My man Jay will will be there at the golf tournament that Saquon Barkley has every year. It's a great benefit that he runs in the state of New Jersey, if I'm not over-speaking this or misspeaking no, right it. now. Got it. He does it every year, raises a lot of money, does a great job. But Jay Williams wants to know from you at 888-729-3776, if you're in that golf cart, if you're around that foursome of Saquon Barkley, what will be the question you want to ask him? Jason in Florida, what is that question and why for Saquon? I'm in Freddie. i got to tell you, man, you're one of my favorite. Freddie, you're one of my favorite hosts at ESPN. Appreciate Good morning, guys. Good Glad morning. to see Thanks. you on TV. Love it. Appreciate you. Uh, listen, I want to take it easy on Nuno, man, but <laughs> the New York G's, man. I don't know if Saquon really wants to be there, Jay Wilson. What I want you to ask him is be like, yo, Saquon, do you actually even want to be on the Giants? And is that the reason why you're secretively not even signing with them? Because they ain't going no damn Super Bowl. Jay Will, I'm sorry. I'd take it easy on you too, man, but I just don't see it happening. All right now. Uh, but, Jay, I'm just saying, just pay me what my worth is. Pay me what my worth is because obviously this team is different when I'm on the field and I get the injury history, Freddie. Like I understand all those details, yeah. but you just spit some facts. You just spit some numbers. I'm sorry. When they rush over 100 yards, what's their record? The Giants are 5-0. and Daniel Jones' completion percentage, 72.4%. Passer rating, 113.8. Seven touchdowns, one interception when they run for 100 yards or more. So uh, I'm sitting there saying, I think this is truly going to test the will of the chemistry of that locker room. Because if I'm not at the locker room, I'm saying, hey, look, I know that you took care of certain guys here. But, I mean, damn, at the end of the day, like our spirit leader, our energy leader, our whole momentum leader, that's Saquon Barkley. We're a different team with him on the field. Like the, the proof is in the pudding. So I hear what the market, how the market is distressing the asset. Mm-hmm. I understand what that is. 
But to me, Saquon feels like a Josh Jacobs, like a Christian McCaffrey. He is that explosive offensive leader for this franchise. One of the things about that, and I'm glad you pointed that out, because we're not talking about a guy that's a run-of-the-mill guy. The guys that are getting punished, and that input, you can put all the running backs in the box, Jay, but the guys that are really getting punished, we know what they can do. Josh Jacobs for the Raiders, we know what he can do. You mentioned Austin Eckler to Chargers. We know what he can do. Dalvin Cook on the street right now, later the Minnesota Vikings. We know what he can do. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. It's, it continues to be a terrible, terrible message from the NFL because they always tell you the running game is crucial. But the guys that are part of that position, we can just use and abuse them and get somebody else. I know if I'm a young kid playing high school football and I'm a tremendous running back, I'm thinking I'm not going to play that in college. Because I'm going to get to the NFL, you're going to wear me out anyway. Yeah, I'll get my money. I'll get paid. But at the same time, guys are looking for longevity. They're looking for trust. Those things are not going to be, at least right now, in the DNA for a running back to be successful in the NFL. They don't care about your longevity. They'll pay you. They'll give you the money. Not the way you want it. But they're thinking, look, this is just enough for you. This is what we believe you deserve to get. Right now, to your point, Jay, they're in a purgatory situation because this is the situation. This is the sitch right now for the running backs, and there isn't anything they can do about that because the owners and the NFL told them, look, we value you, but not to the point that you should be valued. Well, it's also they accepted it in the CBA, right? I mean, so there, there's a lot of things. Like point. there's accountability here on the player side as well. But, you know, I think a lot – I talk to a lot of athletes all the time, and you go back to certain historical reference points – and one that just keeps popping up with the running back situation, Freddie, is 2018 with Le'Veon Bell. Like, it, it is a cautionary tale about a guy that's like, yo, okay, after coming off a tag year, Pittsburgh's like, we're going to tag you again. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm going to sit out the whole year. Then he signed that four-year, $52 million contract with the Jets, 26 or $27 million guaranteed. And then he was plagued with injuries. And then essentially he became a journeyman in yep. the league. I mean mm-hmm. – he even apologized to Pittsburgh Steelers fans about, you know, retroactively making the wrong choice here. So as much as I would emotionally get moved to be frustrated at the way the Giants have gone about this, leaking information, making it feel like a guy like Saquon is selfish, at the end of the day, you have to make the best business move for you and the longevity of your career. And Le'Veon Bell is a cautionary tale. Jay Williams, Freddie, coming together this morning on ESPN Radio. You mentioned Le'Veon Bell. Check out how he apologized to Steelers fans for standing on his principle. But in the long run, it was not a good call for Le'Veon Bell. I never apologized to the fans for really sitting out or leaving the Steelers. I never apologized. So I'm going to say I apologize for leaving, leaving the best damn fans there is in this damn world. I shouldn't have left. I apologize. I should never have left. I apologize. That's my fault. That's on me. The minute that any NFL owner, Jay, heard that, they were like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yippee. Because once again, they always deal from a position of strength. You pointed it out. This is what has been negotiated in the CBA involving the NFL players and the NFL teams. The players always, always know what they signed up for. If you don't know that by now, then you have not been paying attention. Le'Veon Bell is not just a cautionary tale. It is the tale when it comes to the NFL and it comes to players. You're never going to get what you want outside of being a quarterback because you have negotiated this because you don't want to miss paychecks. I don't believe for one second that Saquon Barkley is not only going to sit out the season, he's going to be there week one. 
because he doesn't want to miss a paycheck. And the last thing you want going into a potential another tag situation is that you're going to not get paid. So he's going to be out there week one for your New York Giants against my Dallas Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. The last thing that Saquon Barkley wants is to go into a situation and not have money coming in. That's bad business if you're Saquon Barkley. But the thing about it is, it's also bad business right now. The team you want to stay with does not want to pay you because they have determined you're good for our business, but not good good when it comes out quarterback Daniel Jones and anybody else. Well, $570,000 per game. That's what's on the line, Freddie. Like, yo, money talks at money, the end of the day. Money's undefeated, boss. I mean, you hear all these people, right? <laughs> like in like uh, all relationships, business-wise, I don't like this place. They pay me how much? Wait, wait. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're cool. They're okay. I mean, yeah, we can work it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can work it out. You can find ways. And look, man, it's just like with the market overall in general, I don't like it. Right. It is what it is. But if you're Saquon Barkley, I would be surprised if week one he wasn't on the field. Yeah, because I would be surprised. Yeah, yeah, you can be the ugliest person in the world. You got a lot of money, you look awful pretty. Money can pretty up a lot of things, no and, matter how ugly that situation and is. And Freddie, like if like let's play the hypothetical that he decides not to play. Okay, I'll play along. Then you're looking at guys like Matt Breedy. Okay. Like let's see how you do with running backs. Like, let's see how you handle that. But also, even though Daniel Jones has signed a new deal, you know the amount of stress and tension and pressure that puts Ooh. on Daniel Jones mm-hmm. to make everything happen, then it, then it allows the fan base and people to start evaluating him differently yep. about how do you carry the load yep. when you, you don't have a special talent like that in the backfield. No doubt. Red in Texas at 888-729-3776. He has a question that he wants Jay Will to ask Saquon. Red in Texas, what is that question? Hey, Jay Will. I just wonder if you might ask Saquon how it feels that there are – college athletes getting paid by UIL that are probably one-third of what his year-long paycheck would be. Ooh, and question. I'm in Texas, so I know running backs. Uh, I know Emmett Smith, Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams, Tony Dorsett. I wonder how bad that makes Saquon feel, especially after the year he had. Wow. Wow. Great question. Damn. What a great – I'm trying to write – I'm writing that down. Yeah. Don't worry. We can one, replay it back for One-third of what Saquon Barkley makes as one of the best – Dual threats in the league. Mm-hmm. Dual backs in the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, NIL money. Money is different and undefeated. And Saquon Barkley's finding out in the worst way regarding his position and the money he's not getting. Keep weighing in at triple eight say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Jay Will's going to be around Saquon Barkley at his benefit golf tournament, meaning Saquon's benefit golf tournament today. What's the question you would love to have? Jay will ask and we'll take your calls and continue to take them at 888-729-3776. But somebody did get paid in the NFL this weekend. Was it the right call or the wrong call? For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. Thanks for being a part of it. Allow it to be a part of you. ESPN Radio this morning with your man, Jay Williams, the other man, Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80 and ESPN2 and ESPNU. So running backs, Jay Will, they want to get their money. They're not going to get their money. DeAndre Hopkins got his money. Many Pages fans not happy about this when it comes to the Patriots not getting him. But the Tennessee Titans, two-year deal could be worth up to $15 million in the first year. That's what sources told ESPN's Diana Rossini. DeAndre Hopkins stated at times, Jay Will, that he wanted to go to a team where he has a chance to win a championship. And not the same thing as the Tennessee Titans. But was it, in your opinion, was it the right move or the wrong move to go for that money and go to a team that may not give you the best chance to give you what you want? That's a Super Bowl championship. I mean, I want the bag and I want a championship. I want what sets me up for the next step of my career as well. So when his deal is done, he'll be 33 years old, and he's going to be the number one target. So, look, Ryan Tannehill isn't an elite quarterback, but I think he's a very serviceable quarterback. Um, you've seen that with numbers A.J. Brown has been able to post in his tenure there. I mean, two out of his three seasons with the Titans, you know, he posted 1,000-yard seasons. Right. Um, that one season being in 2021 where he only played 13 games, right? He still had 869 yards. But, like, I can't knock a guy for wanting to get the bag at this stage of his career. Like, that's okay for me. Like, different strokes for different folks. And I know that we live in this world where it's all about, you know, oh, well, he chose the money over winning. Well, that's still called winning in my book, Freddie. Mm-hmm. There are different ways to win a variety of games here. So, for me, him being featured as that number one target him having Derrick Henry, that gives him optionality. I like this move for him. Is it the move that I, I think maybe others would have made? Obviously with Kansas City and other opportunities to win Super Bowls, maybe not. Right. But at this stage of his career, if he wants to do that, I'm not mad at all for him taking the bag. Props to him. It, it always astounds me when people use that and say, you know, you got you to gotta be a team first player. These are the same people that will beg out of their jobs any given time. And they talk about somebody needs to be a team player because they didn't go to their team or didn't stay with their team. It always boggles my mind, Jay Will, when people try to use that logic with athletes, but yet they don't use that logic in the real world when it comes to their job, saying, oh, how can he take the money? He should have gone to that team and have a chance to win a championship. Yet the first thing, they get a chance to get a better job where they are. They're doing that constantly all the time. So that, that always boggles my mind. The only, say, the only reason I'll say this is not the right call has nothing to do with DeAndre Hopkins, to me, has everything to do with a certain team. I thought they should have gone after him more. And that's New England Patriots. Mm. If you're the Patriots, I know they gave Devontae Parker more money. Nothing personal against Devontae Parker. Good wide receiver, but he's not New Hopkins. This, to me, is another example of the Patriots trying to win the Patriot way. And more importantly, because you mentioned this before you came on the air today, that they don't have any kind of faith in Mac Jones, a quarterback. If you had that kind of faith in that kind of guy, why would you not go a little bit more for New Hopkins? $15 million in incentives seems like to be a pretty reasonable deal that could have fit into your salary structure if you're the New England Patriots. Because now you get in that division now, 
where Aaron Rodgers is with the New York Jets and he's got Gag Wilson, Al Lazard. Tua Tungavailoa, if he stays healthy, they can do some things in Miami with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. For my money, Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the NFL. They got the Buffalo Bills with Stephon Diggs along with Josh Allen and those guys. Why would you want? Why would you not give your quarterback another opportunity to have a weapon like that to make your offense even more viable in that division, especially in a loaded AFC where it seems like every AFC team, Jay Will, has dudes everywhere on the outside or a tight end to help their quarterbacks. So, Freddie, I love doing these exercises, right? Like, let's do the pros and cons, and let's measure the two. If the pay was the same, mm-hmm. obviously Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, two great coaches, right? Um, if it comes down to if you're looking at the quarterback, and this is going to say a lot, okay, who do you trust more, Mac Jones? <laughs> who do you trust more, or I would, Ryan Tannehill? I, I would trust Mac Jones because I've seen Ryan Tannehill get to his ceiling now, and I can't trust that guy that he can make any kind of reasonable throw. I want to see exactly what I can see from Mac Jones. I've seen him do it at times. Well, you don't know what you're going to get from Mac Jones I, consistently. And right, I know that yeah. they have a new OC in Bill Bryan. Everybody's talking about, hey, that's going to be the answer. Is it, though? It's more, Is it going to be yeah. the answer? And I want yeah. Mac Jones to win, ultimately, okay. Freddie. Right. Like, for me, I'm looking at Ryan Tannehill saying, okay, I, I got experience. I, I got somebody that can – Put the football in positions where I can go get it, and I'm not playing in that. And that's, the system is good, but I, I kind of there's a feeling for me with Derrick Henry and optionality of having that as a threat, right in the play action that opens up the field for me. I'm looking at Tennessee a little bit differently than I am up there, you know, with Bill Belichick. It's a fair point, but the reason I think Bill O'Brien can be that elixir because he's not afraid to stand up to Bill Belichick and say, you know, you got a quarterback here that I know can do some things. Let me do that. And the best way to have him do that is to give him more weapons on the outside, at least an, an additional weapon. Your point is very, very fair if you're going to compare the quarterbacks because we have not seen that from Mac Jones, although in my opinion he has not been given a chance to do that. Ryan Tannehill to me is at his ceiling. You are not, you know what you're going to get from Ryan Tannehill, and it's not going to be good. Derrick Henry has to be the best player in your offense. And more than ever before, you need your quarterback to make a play or two. Ryan Tannehill showed he's a nice quarterback but not nice enough. At least I know what I'm getting there in terms of not getting it from when, when it comes to Ryan Tannehill. With Mac Jones, to me, he has not been given enough of an opportunity to see exactly what he can do, and it makes no sense to me, Jay. Well, why'd you draft that guy in the first round anyway? But I got a two-year deal, Freddie. I I'm got not, a two-year no. deal. Oh, I'm not like, criticizing so I'm not, D. I'm like, not, I'm not, saying, I'm not yeah, I hear what you're saying <laughs> on, on the Pat side, but I'm sitting there saying if I'm D-Hop, I'm like, okay, I got two years. Absolutely. Like, let me be I'm the number one option. Yeah. Let me play with somebody who's seasoned, somebody who's not an experiment to a degree. I don't know how it's going to work out with him. I agree. That, like, that, he may not be the quarterback in yeah. a couple of years. Right. That's why it's, it's the right call for DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. We're, we're in agreement, okay. Jay Will, on you're that You're saying one. for the Pats, though, they should have been all in with that. Right. Because I know if I'm Tennessee, because that's still a winnable division. Jacksonville, right now, the lead in the clubhouse, the odds in their favor to win the AFC South. But they're not going to run away and hide from anybody in that division. That's not going to be the case, no matter how much better Jacksonville could be compared to last year. This was still a team that was struggling in the middle of the year. So Tennessee looks at a DeAndre Hopkins and says, man, it's not going to cost us that much with this guy against the salary cap. And if he's healthy, now we get what we missed last year when we let A.J. Brown go to the Philadelphia Eagles a threat on the outside, and this way Jalen Burks, when he can become a number one J-Will, now he gets a chance to ease into it and see what it looks like with a guy like Nuke Hopkins who still has the ability to be a number one wide receiver. Yeah, I'm not mad at that if it could have worked out. Um, but I, I'm, I'm still back to my original point, though, Freddie. Yeah, 15 mils, 15 mil. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, I, I, Come on, man, with incentives. <laughs> yes, and if he reaches those incentives, which you know he's going to be motivated to do so, 
then everything could work out perfectly with DeAndre Hopkins. Right call by him. You and I in agreement on that with the Patriots. May have been the wrong call, not maybe fully invest a little bit more, although they think Devontae Parker can be the number one wide receiver for the quarterback who they're still not sure. And, Freddie, about. I know we got to go to break, but it, yeah. it just it, it feels like just all this momentum mm-hmm. that is carrying into the beginning of the season yeah. for the NFL, yeah. the amount of pressure that it feels like is, is racking up on Bill Belichick and that relationship with Robert Kraft and Mac Jones and some of the moves of Bill O'Brien coming in and, yeah. you know, what they're doing. It feels like it's mounting pretty quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's accumulating. Yeah. As, as my cousins say down south in the great state of South Carolina, Bill Belichick better, better knowed because Robert Kraft let it be knowed that, hey, not another season, not making the playoffs. In that division? In, in that, that conference? Division? Yeah, exactly. Kings of the Hill. It's, it seems it's only been three years since that happened for the Patriots. It seemed like a long time and too long. When it comes to Robert Kraft, great stuff by my man, Jay Will. I'm Freddie Coleman. Keep those questions running in. We're going to get to your calls in about five minutes about the best question for Saquon Barkley. Jay Will's going to be at that tournament, Saquon Barkley's benefit golf tournament today. What question do you want Jay Will to ask Saquon Barkley? We take your calls at 888-729-3776. That's triple H say ESPN. And speaking of Jay and being questioned, I'm sure you're going to question his top five jerseys in the NFL Mm -hmm. part of the ESPN radio rankum series. I won't question it, but I'm sure you will. His top five jerseys are next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow. Touchdown. What a start. Two actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's. Rank them. The top five jerseys. Oh, let the begin. Let the fun begin. It's going to make you mad, glad, sad, and maybe all of the above. My man Jay Will, along with Freddie Coleman here on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN, U and ESPN 2. It's time for Jay Will to give you the top five jerseys in the National Football League according to the ESPN Radio Rankham Series. I'm just going to get out of his way, and let's get it started with number five. All right, don't judge me, people. These are Too late. my favorite damn jerseys, colors, and themes that I rock with in my life. All right? My Giants are not on this list. I just first off want to okay. set the tone for that. All right. At least you're being honest. I Number like five. It. Let's go with the 49ers red. It's just, you know, for me, like red is like um, every time I see it too, Freddie, it, it's like what you hear is like sharks in the water. Mm-hmm. Right? Like sm- sharks always smell blood. Right, it's just like that hunting feeling that I that I get that sensation whenever I watch the 49ers play. I grew up one of my all time good friends is a diehard 49er fan. Obviously, I got a chance to meet Joe Montana, Steve Young, some of the best, Christian McCaffrey. Like seeing him move in that 23 in that red jersey. I'm like, oh, go right. get that, go get that blood every time. I'm here for it. Next up, number four, Marlon Humphrey. Shout out to you, man. 
the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, just the all-black unis. First off, I have this infatuation. When I was at school, Freddie, I used to tell Coach K, yo, let's put us in the all-black jerseys. Uh-huh. Right? It's going to be their funeral. That's what I want them Ooh, to feel okay. every time they see us in those Duke black jerseys. I get that same feeling with the Ravens in the all black jerseys. When I see it, it just looks tough. When I see Lamar Jackson in, I'm like, oh, it's time. You putting people to sleep. Night, night. That's how I feel about it. Okay, next up on the list. Number three. The Dolphins teal jerseys, man. It's, okay. it's tough. It's tough. Shout out to you, Amber. I know, you know, she's been a co-host. I know she's a diehard Dolphins fan. My boy, George Marucas, you're down in, in Florida all the time. I know you've been dying to get me to Dolphin games all the time. Like, I'm coming this season. I'm coming to see it in person. It just has a feel. It's like that aqua feel, Miami, 305, Tua, Tyreek Hill. Come on, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Come on, D.C. <laughs> I know the deal may not be $11 or $12 million a year, but that's your option. Let's make it happen. I want to see that AFC East explode. What do you mean, what? Trying to have that dude sign there. Or I don't know. He may sign up here with the Giants. I don't know, but I want to say, no, don't say that. Don't do the bing bong thing. Bing bong. I don't want him. I love you, DC. Yeah, I'm giving everybody nicknames. I know. Here we go again. DC. I got it. But I'm just saying, make it happen. Go back to where home is, Dalvin. Let's go. Next up. Number two. Shout out to my boy, Keyshawn Johnson. Okay. The Tampa Bay creamsicle. Oh, all right now. This is tough. I mean, Freddie, sometimes like the creamsicle is just like, as a kid, I'm like, oh, I want that. I want that. It brings me back to that kid-like feeling uh-huh. of just seeing that bright orange jersey pop on the field. It just gives me a different sensation. First of all, I'm like, damn, that's a highlighter color. Uh-huh. But also, it's just like, it's smooth and it's tough. And it's classy. I mean, look at the video here on ESPN2. Look at it. It just pops a little bit differently. Just makes you feel like, yeah, I'm sophisticated, but I'm here to party. (laughs) And you know I'm always ready for a good party, Freddie. And number one. Number one. Number one, I got to go with it. Now, this this is tough for me. Okay. Because obviously at Duke, you know, my rival, about seven and a half miles Mm -hmm. down the road, Uh Chapel Thrill. I grew up a Tar Heel fan. That's okay. I've said it. But there's something about the Chargers powder blue. I just can't help myself. Freddie, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, the powder blue, baby blue, it's all the same. And I'm not going to tell you that I don't like it because I'll be lying to you. actually thoroughly enjoy it. It's smooth. And when I see it on the field, when I see Austin Eckler do his little thing, the little bing, 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 bing. With that powder blue on, mm-hmm. it sends chills down my spine. Like when I see Justin Herbert just drop back in the pocket, yep. I'm like, ooh, that beep looks classy. It looks right. So that is my top five, okay? Okay. It is number five, 49ers red. Four, Ravens all black. It's somebody's funeral. Three, <laughs> the Dolphins teal jerseys. It's smooth down there in the 305. Come on, Dalvin, make the right decision. Two, Tampa's creamsicle, that's her U key. And number one, the Chargers powder blue. It's my top five, Freddie. I love the inspired choice of the Tampa Bay creamsicle because I don't mind the pewter, but the creamsicles look so much better to me. So much better. The pewter's not bad. When they went to that color switch, I said, if you're going to go from creamsicle to that, I'm all in on that one. 
but I'm with you in the char- Chargers powder blue. Yeah, man. I don't know why they ever went away from that in the 70s, to be honest with you. And I look, have no idea. And look, man, Carolina turned me down. It's fine, Bill Guthridge. Uh-huh. It's fine. Oh, now I don't hold any it. animosity. Sure. You know, I, sure. I get it. Ronald Curry was the truth. Uh-huh. You know, it's fine. <laughs> It's worked out great for me. Coach K, yes, that's true. best coach yeah. of all time. I've, I've been blessed. I've been lucky. Just saying. Yeah, but by the way, the creamsicle jerseys you talked about, number two on your list, they're going to wear those in a throwback game for the first time since 2012. Mm-hmm. So Bucko Bruce, the old mascot, is going to be on the side of the helmets as well. So that's going to be live when they wear their creamsicle jerseys for the first time since 2012. Great, great stuff by Jay Williams and Freddie Coleman together this morning on ESPN Radio. By the way, Jay Will, later on today, is going to be at a benefit golf tournament involving Saquon Barkley, the Giants running back. They did not reach a long-term deal, meaning Saquon Barkley and the Giants. If you had a chance to ask Saquon Barkley a question, what question you want Jay Will to ask him? We see what you have to say at triple eight say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Brendan, Minnesota, what is that question for Saquon that you want Jay Will to ask him? Morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Morning, Freddie. Morning, Jay. What's up, baby? Uh, my my question for Saquon would be: Do you really actually want to be there? I know he's publicly stated he has, but truthfully, does he really want to be in New York? And other other thing, if I could just touch on it quick, the D Hop thing. I am fired up, longtime Titan fan. Okay, cannot wait. Okay, right. I think the man's going to eat this year. I think he's going to come out with a vengeance after going to Arizona. So I'm 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 pretty fired up. Wait, Brent, Brent, how do you feel about Ryan Tannehill? Because obviously Freddie and I were talking about that being a point of contention for a lot of people about has he he's has he capped out? I no, I really I really don't. I don't. He has thrived since coming to Nashville, personally. His career was kind of on the downslope, I think, in Miami. That fresh start coming over to Nashville, coming in, Marcus kind of struggled. He took over, and it was just uphill from there. Okay. I don't doubt that. I just wonder how much he has left to be the kind of quarterback that Brent is going to need, Jay Will, with Nuke Hopkins as his wide receiver. That's the question I have. I hear you. I mean, but that's why you get in You get in there early with a guy like Ryan Tannehill. And Freddie, like, you know, I look, at the end of the day – I'm going to go ahead and say this. I trust Ryan Tannehill more than I trust Mac Jones. And I don't doubt that because of the fact that what's surrounding Mac Jones right now. Yes. That that make that is a very, very fair point. That's why another reason I think the Patriots should have gone more after DeAndre Hopkins and not let him get away to Tennessee. In the NBA, Joel Embiid calling his shot and calling the 76ers when it comes to winning that chip. We're going to tell you why that may not have been the best thing to say next on ESPN Radio. This is ESPN Radio. More next. 